With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about Bukhama Dafayin Zion, page 77. We begin two lines from the bottom of 76b. And we're in the middle of saying the concept that when you have the potential for something to occur, let's say the last thing that we said was if you have the potential to be able to sprinkle the blood of the animal, even if you haven't actually sprinkled it in a certain sense, it can be considered as if you've sprinkled it. So the same thing we find, that if you have the ability or the potential to redeem an animal, let's say that has holiness on it, even though you haven't actually redeemed it, it's considered in a certain sense as if it's redeemed. Where do we see this? The Tanya, we have a Brisa. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, that a para aduma, a red heifer, so even though at no point are you actually going to eat it, but still there is going to be a point where there's potential to be able to eat it. And therefore, it has the ability to contract the tuma, the impurity that applies to food. Why? Since there was a point in time where it could have been eaten. How do we see that? says, that Shimon used to say, that theoretically, let's say, after you had already slaughtered this red heifer, and you were about to burn the animal, that was part of the part of the whole ceremony, you would burn the animal, you take the ashes and put it in the water, and then you could use that water to sprinkle on people to make them no longer impure if they had come in contact with a dead body. So now, before you actually burnt the animal, so someone runs in and says, we found a more beautiful animal, a more beautiful red heifer that we would like to use instead. So at that point, theoretically, one would be allowed to be paida, to redeem the one that has already been slaughtered, and you could take the holiness off of it, and you could actually eat the animal. Animal, it was slaughtered properly, you could eat it. So that being the case, so since there's that potential, even though you haven't actually done it, so it will be able to have the potential to contract impurity as if it were something that was going to be eaten. Alma, we can deduce from here, that even if it hasn't actually been redeemed, since there's the potential to redeem it, we consider it in a certain sense as if it's been redeemed, and therefore that's how it has the ability to contract, the or the potential to contract impurity in regards to foods. So again, we see that something that has the potential for something else, in this case, the potential to be redeemed. So it's considered as if it's already redeemed. Now, for the continuation of the Gemara, we need to remember what we said, this argument that we had between Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Shlakish in the previous daf. And that question had to do with, according to Rabbi Shimon, so Rabbi Shimon holds that in order for it to be considered a good slaughtering, insofar that you're going to have to pay four or five times, so it has to be a valid slaughtering, right? So the Gemara had said, so if that's the case, so we wanted to understand in a case where a thief stole an animal that had already belonged to the temple, and then he slaughtered it, how could there be an obligation for him to pay four or five times if the slaughtering that he's doing is to an animal that has to be slaughtered inside of the temple. So Rabbi Yechanan said that indeed the slaughtering took place inside of the temple and it was an animal that did not have a blemish, and that's the case. And Rishlakish said, no, we're talking about an animal that had a blemish from the beginning, and therefore, once it has a blemish, when it was already given over to the temple, so you have the ability to be prided to redeem it, and therefore, so the person did it outside of the temple, because such an animal cannot be slaughtered inside of the temple, it can be slaughtered outside of the temple. That was Rishlakish's explanation of the case. So now the Gemara says, Bishlam Rabbi Yechanan, we understand Rabbi Yechanan, he doesn't say like Rishlakish. He wants to say that the Mishnah is speaking about even a regular case of Kachim, where you made it holy to the temple and it didn't have any blemish. He doesn't want to distinguish between the cases. Why does Rishlakish seem forced to say that we're talking about an animal that has a blemish? Why doesn't he want to say like Rabbi Yechanan that the slaughtering was done inside of the temple? So Rishlakish will explain as follows. The verse says that he's slaughtering the animal or if he's selling the animal so he's going to have to pay four or five times. So from the fact that the Torah puts these two concepts together in the verse, this is teaching you that only in cases 
is where it's possible to sell it, is it possible to slaughter it and thereby incur the penalty of four or five times? But if it's a case where it's not possible to sell it, let's say betvicha. So if in such a case you slaughter it, you're also not going to have to pay four or five times. And in this case, where it doesn't have a blemish, if you would try to sell kachim, this type of animal, it would not be a good sale. So if you went and you slaughtered it, even if you did a proper slaughtering inside of the temple, it's not going to be considered a slaughtering that's going to incur the penalty of four or five times according to Rish Lakish. Now the Gemara says, they actually go according to their own reasoning. We find a different case where the same exact thought pattern, this thought process occurs. We have this Amoraitic statement. Let's say, according to Rabbi Shimon, who says that in order for it to be considered a slaughtered animal, you have to have an animal that was slaughtered properly, and it was a valid slaughtering, right? So if you have an animal which is a trefa, which has a hole in its lung, so and you slaughter that animal, it's not going to be considered a good slaughtering. But let's say you sell that animal. So according to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yechen and Amar Chayiv. So Rabbi Yechen says, that there would be an obligation to pay four or five times, we, he would incur the four or five penalty. Rishlakish says that there's no obligation. What's the understanding? Rabbi Yechanan Yechanan says that there's an obligation if you sold such an animal, because even though it can't be slaughtered, he holds that they're independent. Despite the fact that you can't slaughter it, you still could sell it and incur the four or five time penalty. Rishlakish says that there's no obligation. Why? Because just like we said in the opposite direction, we said in this direction as well. If the animal can't be slaughtered according to Rish Lakish, because why? Because if you slaughter it, there's a hole in its lung, it's not going to be considered a valid slaughtering. So even if you sell it, it's also not going to be considered a good selling in regards to creating this obligation of paying four or five times. Rav Yechonah now challenges Rish Lakish's statement, and that was that if it's a case where it can't be slaughtered, it can't be sold either. Or vice versa. Because we have a b'raisa that seems to imply not that way. Gun of Kilayim, if somebody stole something which was a cross breed between a sheep and a he goat, vitavcha, and he slaughtered that animal, trefa umachra, or if let's say there was an animal which had a hole in its lung and he tried to sell it, we see that there's an obligation to pay four or five times. So Rabbi Yechonon says, My love, Rabbi Shimon, maybe this Bryce is Rabbi Shimon, who says that if it has a hole in its lung, it can't be slaughtered, and the, sl- or the slaughtering is not going to create an obligation to pay four or five times, and nevertheless, Alma, we can deduce, even though it can't be slaughtered, it still can be sold to create an obligation to pay four or five times. Amar lay, so Rish Lakish responded and said, Lai, Rabbanan, you don't have to say, you could say just this easily that it's the sages. And the sages hold that in such a case, if you slaughtered it, it would create an obligation even though the slaughtering is invalid. E. Rabbanan, Sigmar says, if it's the sages, why in, in regards to a case where there's a hole in the animal's lung, are we only speaking about creating an obligation to pay four or five times when the animal was sold? The implication is that if it will be slaughtered, it wouldn't create an obligation that sounds like Rib Shimon. Shimon. So are you going to say that in fact it is Rib Shimon? So wait, look at the first case. In a case where you have an animal that was stolen, that was a crossbreed, what, it can only be slaughtered, it can't be sold? Ella, you must say that in such a case, it doesn't just mean slaughtering, it means slaughtering or selling. So, so we could say that this, the b'risa is the sages as well. In the second case where it says that it's being sold, it doesn't just mean selling, it means selling as well as slaughtering. And that would create an obligation, and therefore works out according to Rish Lakish as well.
Rabbi Yechanan Amalacha. So what's Rabbi Yechanan going to respond and say? Hi, Mike. He's going to say, hold on a second. If we say that this Bryce is Rabbi Shimon, it makes sense. I did the ton of trefa b'chada, ton of b'chada. So once we're talking about a singular case in regards to a hole in its lung, because it's true, it can only be one case. It can only be sold according to Rabbi Shimon. If it's slaughtered, it does not create an obligation to pay four or five times. Ton b'chada. So in regards to the case, which is the first case, which is the crossbreed, so we also say a singular case. But if the, if it's according to the sages, so we should be able to combine the two cases. If let's say somebody stole an animal which is a crossbreed or an animal which had a hole in its lung, if he slaughtered it and or sold it, there's a creation of an obligation to pay four or five times. And it doesn't say that. Kasha, Sigmar says, this indeed is a good question on Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Now the Gemara asks a question. Kill Aim. We said that there would be an obligation for a person if he stole something which is a crossbreed and then he slaughtered it or sold it, that he would have an obligation to pay four or five times. The Gemara challenges this. It says, se, sexif. The verse says, the word se, which denotes either a sheep or a goat. Vama Rav and Rav says, ze This is coming to build a general rule. Kol makim shenem se. Anywhere where the Torah says the word se, it's coming to exclude a case where the animal was a crossbreed. So how can you tell me that the crossbreed is included included in the verse where it says four or five times if the word says used there and that's coming to exclude a case of a crossbreed? So the Gemara answers, Shani Hacha. It's different over here. There's an extra word in the verse, the word O, which means or. And since that word is extra, it's coming to include a case where you have a crossbreed that there can be an obligation to pay four or five times there as well. Now the Gemara challenges, Is it true that anywhere you have the word O, which is or in English, so that's coming to include? Tanya have a bracelet that seems to imply explicitly not that way. Sure, I Kasev, the verse is speaking about the carbonus of sacrifices, and it talks about a bull and a sheep. Prat So it comes to exclude from the word or, it comes to exclude a case where it's a crossbreed. Oi is, it says or and a goat. Prat it comes to exclude an animal which doesn't look like its parents. It looks like a different, uh, it wasn't a crossbreed, but it looks like a different animal. So you see that the word O comes to exclude. Amarava Sarava responds and says like this. Each verse we determine differently based on the context if the word oi, which means or, is going to exclude or it's going to include. In regards to a case where someone stole an animal, it says a bull or a se, which means a sheep or a goat. So without the word o, if it hadn't said the word or, so what would we have thought? Would we have thought to include kilaim? Would we have thought to include an animal which was crossbred? No. And the reason is because because a bull cannot be crossbred with a sheep. So you would never think that we would be including that thing. So in that verse, Euler Rabbis Kilaim. So the word O is extra is going to include a case of a crossbreed. God be Kachim, but in regards to a case of Kachim, which is something which is going to be brought as a sacrifice, Dichsiv Kesev Ve'ez, it talks about a sheep and a goat. You can indeed create a crossbreed be- between them. So if I hadn't said the word O, you would have thought that Kilaim, a crossbreed, is included. So the extra word O is going to come to exclude a case of a crossbreed. We continue on to the top of Ayin Chesem Al page 78a. V'hagabi kachim nami nemar shorei kesev. The Gemara says, hold on a second. In regards to the case of a sacrifice, it also says a bull or a, or a sheep, which can't. You cannot create a crossbreed between them. V'narvi. And therefore, we, we should think that you don't have it included already. And therefore, the word O, the word or, should come to include 
a case of a crossbreed, just as we said over here, by a gun, by someone who stole. So Gemara says, Meet the safe Lamite, Since we already see from the second part of the verse that it's included, and therefore, oh, the word or comes to exclude, so in the first part, we'll also come to exclude. Gemara says, Hold on a second. Adarabah. Exactly the opposite. Meet the racial rabbis. Since from the first part of the verse, we theoretically could say that it could come to include, safe and rabbis, we should say that the second part of the verse should also come to include. Gemara says, Hi, Mite. Hold on a second. What are we talking about over here? If it's coming to say that we're going to exclude something, then we understand why we need two different things to exclude. That even though we've already excluded a case which was a crossbreed, we will still need to exclude a case where it was not a crossbreed, but it looks like a different type. But if we say that the two verses are coming to include when it says the word O, the word or twice, what do I need to have two inclusions for? Once you've already included a case where it's a crossbreed, so of course, if theoretically I can also use an animal which is a crossbreed, certainly I can use an animal which is not a crossbreed, but it looks like a different type. So that's the explanation of why we say in one verse, in regards to a gun of someone who stole the word O, comes to include a case of kilaim where it's a crossbreed, but in regards to sacrifice, it's going to exclude. And with Hashem's help, God's help, we're going to continue from here in the next Daily Daf.